0: I think, I think sometimes in our Christian walk, you remember Andrew preached last week about bold prayers. Prayers that would say, Lord, let them be bold. But I wonder in a world that needs a shirt like this, are we wearing beige? Are we standing in a world and being quiet? What if you were made To stand out. What if we were all made as Christians to stand out? Does that mean that when we engage anything less, we're not being true to our calling? Because I like this, because I think this is Christmas at LifePoint in a shirt. Isn't it? It reflects every colour that's on our building. It stands and shouts joy, doesn't it? the stories that we hear, the impact our church has had as a people, you mention the lights. And people go, oh, you're that church. You're that people. We know you because your church as a whole is so loud. It lights up the sky in a bad way just lately, but good way normally. But think about that, what do we do from there? Because we got this event that says, Jesus Christ is awesome, he's the King of kings, he's the Lord of lords. And then you go home and chuck on a beige shirt. See there's something about when they prayed because the church began as a movement that was fueled by an event, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, true? We stake our lives on it. We believe it with every fibre of who we are. So when they prayed, they were praying for an outworking. They were praying for a throwing off of the beige shirt and chucking on some colour. So you actually started to stand out in the middle of a crowd. Acts 4 verse 29 says, Now Lord, Consider their threats and enable your servants to speak with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Oh, hey, it says, Lord, reach out your hand, take off my beige shirt and put a colourful one on me. Give me the boldness to actually open my mouth and show people who you are to actually begin to speak. Because I find it bizarre that we live in the safest place in the world to share the gospel, don't we? We are a free country. We can come in here, we can worship. We can gather together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Boldness about our faith will cost us almost nothing. And yet we wear beige. If the early church had been safety conscious, if they'd looked after themselves, if they'd just pulled their heads in, do you know what would have happened? The church would have died within six months. Instead of pulling back, they had a message that drove their very hearts to stand out. They weren't content to sit there and just be one of the crowd. They said, God, give me boldness in the circumstance to speak. Give me boldness to move in your spirit. See, after they prayed for boldness, they spoke boldly about what they'd seen. And there was an outbreak of generosity right around them. Acts 5.13 says that those who didn't believe held Christians in high esteem and multitudes were added to their number. So when they threw off the beige and they started to proclaim, they grew. They actually grew. So instead of saying, I'd rather just pull back, can't you you just chill a bit? You guys know me, I'm not made for chilling. It's not what I do. But I don't think any of us are. We are filled with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. What are we supposed to do with that? They talk about miracles. They talk about generosity. Our community is beginning to bless us because of a corporate decision we made to influence them. Aren't they? What if we make a decision to individually bless them with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? There's a different name for that, it changes from generosity to revival. It changes from just sitting there to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ making a difference. And they were scared. Back in those days when they had appear before the Sanhedrin, they're like the lawyer guys. It says, We gave you strict orders, this is from Acts 5, not to teach in His name. He said, Yet you filled all of Jerusalem with your teaching and determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the apostles' pride. I love this. We must obey God rather than human beings. In the face of fear, they roared back. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God had exalted Him to the right hand as Prince and Saviour, and then He might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and they wanted to put him to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. And then he addressed them when they were gone. Because what do you do with a nutter for Jesus? What do you do with someone who's proclaiming the truth? And he actually started to talk about Judas the Galilean, a guy who had appeared. Thank you. It's still gonna slide down there though. He appeared in the days of the census, led a band of men in revolt. He was killed, his followers are scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you leave them alone because if their purpose is of human origin, it will fail. But if it's from God, you won't be able to stop it anyway. Even the detractors knew Something that this, if this is of God, you will not be able to stop it. And even when they said, stop talking, they said, we can't. Because this has changed our lives so profoundly, we won't stop talking about it. We won't stop engaging with it. Think about the things that we gripe about and whinge about. Have you ever had the privilege of losing something for your faith? You can look around the room and some might say, I have, I have. But most of us, I reckon we'd say no. I reckon we'd say we haven't lost anything of our faith. And we're still afraid. What if they don't like me? What if if they reject me? Because I could come up here and I could read you stories of these incredible heroes of the faith that were bold and were killed and, and went through horrible things. And do you know what we'd do? We'd all go, wow, and then go and have lunch. That's not what we need to do. We don't need to say, wow, well, that's a cool story. We need to say, God, how can you change me? Because I wanna do business with you this morning. I want to do a transaction that leaves me different because the way I am now is not working. Because if we live in the safest place in the world, how can we not share the one thing that brings life? I heard a, um, an atheist talking about a Christian. And he said, in, at the end of my concert, he said, a man walked up to me with the Bible And he said, here is this, would you please read it? And this was Penn Gillette. He's a comedian. He runs a show debunking uh, illusionists and that sort of stuff. But he said, that man, I don't believe, but he said, that man changed my opinion. He said, because, and get this, I hate this with everything I'm in, he said, how much if you believe that Jesus Christ rose for me, how much do you have to hate me not to tell me? And this guy's an atheist. And he said, because if you're standing on the road and a bus is coming towards you, at some point I will push you out of the way. But if my eternity is at risk and you don't speak, what does that say? And I was, I was devastated because of the simple thing. We know that's not how our hearts are. We know that that's not the way that we think, but somehow we've got distracted. It's almost like we have an enemy that's trying to steal our attention away from God and put it on the enemy. Away from God and put it on ourselves. See, here's some baby steps. Bold is actually deciding to say something when it would be easier to say nothing. Because, you know, hasn't everybody in their family got that uncle or auntie that's like the perfect Christian? Like it's awesome and amazing and they've been like five bajillion people to Christ and they got like that me and my house will serve the Lord everywhere and you know always Christian music playing through the house and you just go there and you think wow, perfect Christian. My question to you, if you have one of those, how did they come to faith? Do you know what it was? Somebody told them. So every single hero of the faith, somebody spoke. Somebody actually said something. Bold is taking advantage of opportunities that present themselves. There was a guy called Albert McMakin, and he was on a farm. He went to this tent revival meeting. He gets saved, he comes to Jesus and he's loving it. He said, what I'm gonna do is get as many young people as I can, shove them in my truck, drive it to the thing and get them to hear the gospel because this is awesome. And he particularly wanted this young guy to come with him. But this young guy, he was too interested in falling in and out of love with every girl he could find. So he's right into the women. So Albert's thinking, how do I get this guy to come and listen to the gospel? And you know what he came up with? Oh, I'm not feeling real flash. Can you drive my truck to the meeting? So he starts driving the truck to the meeting. And in his own words, he said, I stood at the back and was spellbound. The next night he went again. The next night he went again and he came forward and he gave his life to Jesus Christ. That man's name was Billy Graham. And he has preached to the most people in the world ever. We can't all be Billy Graham, but we can sure be Albert McMakin, can't we? The thing is, we don't look for opportunity. We think, I can't be the big one. You don't have to be. But you don't know whether the person you share your faith with will be the next Billy Graham. You don't know whether the one you share your faith with, it will transform their life so profoundly that it will leave a lasting legacy for their family. Boldness, it's creating opportunities. But we don't have any. Well, let me give you a list. She Connects, Mainly Music, Playgroup, Youth the Service, Alpha Coffee, Friendship. They're just the starters. If you know people, say, come and see. Come and see what we're like. Come and see what it is to sit amongst the group that stand out. I still wasn't convinced. I'm going through this and I'm thinking, I don't know. Because the question is always, why do we lack boldness? I think one cause is we've forgotten the difference that Jesus made in our own lives. We've forgotten how profoundly he transformed us. One of the things that Alpha we talk to people about is this is how I was, now I met Jesus. This is what I'm like now. We can't ever forget that moment when we came to faith. Some of you will say, but I've always been a Christian forever. How cool is that? Don't take that for granted. Your salvation is just as real. Some of us get too distracted, too busy, too successful. God's answered all my prayers, I'm good. I get a house, a car, 2.3 kids. I don't know how that works. Is it just like a set of legs running around or something? But I've got everything I want. I don't need God anymore. See, it's time that we not only pray for boldness, it's time to start looking for opportunities. Invite someone to church. Are you sorry that someone told you about Jesus? No one's going to answer that one, are they? My answer is no, I'm stoked, absolutely. Over the moon that someone told me. Are you sorry someone invited you to church? Are you sorry that someone gave you a Bible? Are you sorry? that they didn't give up in case you rejected them. Not for one second, are you? You're here because someone engaged with you. Someone took the boldness and transformed your life, hand in hand with the Lord. You know, if you aren't a church person, not a follower of Jesus, and you wonder, why can't Christians just leave people alone? Do you know what the news is? They most probably will. Have you ever heard this one? Now, I don't want to bag this guy out, but it's, it's never rung true with me. You know when they say, share the gospel and sometimes use words? How does that work? Because it's like saying, let's do a feeding program and sometimes have food. The gospel is the power of God. We are His witnesses. He gives us a testimony to tell people who He is, to tell people what He's like. because we're not meant to be undercover Christians. You can't hide this shirt, and I don't want to. You can't hide the gospel of Jesus Christ because it brings life and life to the full. See, there's a group of us in this room here that believe, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Yeah, there's a few of you, probably six, I'm stoked. The 12, we can change the world. Let's try that, eh? We believe that something happened 2000 years ago for the benefit of every man, woman and child that God revealed Himself in the person of Jesus. He did so as a culmination of all religion. All those religious rules that we have broken will be forgiven through Him. He didn't come for church people. He came for people people. The whole lot of them. He came... For you, He came to remove the sting of death. He came to restore dignity to a broken creation. He came to clarify that every single person we meet is important to God. Every single one, whether they fit, they don't fit, fixed, broken, doesn't matter. He looks around saying, Church, will you open your mouth? Will you declare freedom to a broken world or will you sit on it? For some people, we are their only hope. The gospel of Jesus Christ brings salvation, brings fullness, brings wholeness, doesn't it? Then why are we quiet? If we had the cure for cancer, we would scream it from the rooftops but we have the cure for eternal death, replaced with eternal life. My heart and my hope is that we become the kindest, most accepted, hardworking, integrity-filled human beings on this planet. That as soon as we open our mouth, a platform has been laid. Because do you know what we should be to the whole world? The point is that even if you don't wanna be a Christian, you'd wanna hire one, you'd wanna work for one or you'd wanna marry one. True? This is the fruit of the Spirit. Oh man, this morning Lord, we are sorry. We are sorry if we've got distracted, if we've got busy, if we've got comfortable. This morning, Lord, I wanna pray for Your people. Let us have a fresh revelation of Your Gospel. Let us have a fresh revelation of who You are so that we dare not speak. Father, we always will have an open mouth and open faith that, Lord, if we keep our mouths shut, that You would prompt and move us forward. Lord, we pray for boldness, Lord God, but we choose boldness in Jesus' Name. We choose the Gospel in Jesus' Name. Lord, our hearts long for revival when we see the day where thousands upon thousands will own the Name of Jesus Christ. But Father, we ask this week, let it begin with us. That one interaction, Lord, to share our faith. Oh, Father, we pray, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Enable us, give us boldness to engage with a broken world, we pray in Jesus' awesome name. Amen.